Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right, Mercer Prescott. You ready to do this thing? Come on, man. Get on that mic and do your damn thing. This is... Politics, telling you the truth about these politics, with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies, yeah, now 646-668-8795 to speak to the host, and meet us here every Monday at 6.30pm to learn the truth about these politics on Politics, that's right. Hello, this is another edition of Politics. Today's date, May 29, 2017. And here's Mercer Prescott hitting you with the politics. Hello. Microphone check. Hello. Hey, who's on the, who's on the telephone right now? Last four of your digits, 7569. What's your name? Hello. Might want to take off your mic mute button or something. Okay. I'll play a song.
After that musical break, we got another edition of Politrix with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. What's up? What's up, man? I so, can't call it. Just celebrating this Memorial Day, a big West Coast conference style. I, I, I hear that. And, uh, you know, I've been reading some articles lately about Memorial Day, and I'm always the first person to say Happy Memorial Day. But Memorial Day, of course, is a, a day of remembrance for uh, fallen soldiers who uh, fought for the United States, you know. And no, 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 who had been buried in a mass grave in a Confederate prison camp. They dug up the bodies and worked for two weeks to give them a proper burial as gratitude for fighting for their freedom. And then they held a parade of 10,000 people led by 2,800 black children where they marched, sang, and celebrated. Thanks to all the brave men and women in our nation's armed services. Happy Memorial Day. Knowledge is power. Stay woke. You, you did more homework than I did on that one. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I lived in Charleston for like, I don't know, 100 years. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it definitely shows, brother. It definitely shows, man. But um, I know some people, like I said, they uh, they see it as a day off, and that's fine because in this day and age, people don't get a lot of days off from work. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're off on Memorial Day and you're grilling and you're spending time with your family, hey, more power to you. So, but uh, some people, you know, Memorial Day is for the fallen, but some people always tend to make it about themselves, case in point, Donald Trump. Now, I don't know what he tweeted today about Memorial Day. I don't follow his tweets, his, his, uh, his tweets like that. But 
This is from uh, 2015. Granted, this was from before he was in office. And he said, uh, I would like to wish everyone, including all the haters and losers, and then he puts in parentheses, of which sadly there are many, a truly happy and enjoyable Memorial Day. That's basically how Trump works. Everything ends up being about himself. You know, he lives in his own delusional world. Put it like this. His trip that he took abroad, uh, it was no, no disaster. Now, a U.S. State Department official who, who remained anonymous, he spoke to uh, the Daily Beast. He said uh, he blasted the arrogance of the president as he flew from Saudi Arabia and Israel to Europe last week. He said, when it comes to diplomacy, President Trump is a drunk tourist. Uh, he said he's loud, tacky, shoving his way around the dance floor. He steps on others without realizing it. It's ineffectual. Okay. It's, uh, at, at a ceremony to celebrate NATO members' nation's strength after the 9-11 terrorist attacks, Mr. Trump said Germany was bad, very bad, forged trade surplus, and told off the 28 countries for not paying what they should be paying. That's high hypocrisy coming from a man with, and I'm not making this number up, over 3,500 lawsuits, most of them being for not paying what he owes. So that's high hypocrisy coming from Trump. He also, referred, he, I'm sorry, he also refused to commit to upholding Article 5 of the NATO Treaty and did not utter the words, all for one, one for all. Mr. Trump flew back to the U.S. with a $100 billion arms deal with Saudi Arabia and tweeted, just returned from Europe, trip was a great success for America, hard work, but big results. Yeah, there, there were some big results because he managed to cozy up to countries who we should be distancing ourselves from, and he managed to alienate our allies. Okay? You figure in Saudi Arabia, he contradicted himself on everything he bashed Obama for. He did, touching the orb, uh, his wife and daughter not wearing the, the headscarves. Right? Did you see him with the Pope? The Pope nah, couldn't stand to be, you know that. Yeah, but the Pope couldn't stand to be around him. They, you know, the Pope had a look on his face like this motherfucker here. I wonder was because the Pope, because the Pope, he don't like being around grown men. He'd rather be around little boys. <laughs> I, I, I will say, there's been nothing that says that Pope Francis has ever been involved directly in anything like that. But there's a lot of people who do blast the churches. Uh, Basically, just their coddling of that whole thing. Like, they, they'll cover mm-hmm. it up as opposed to just, you know, coming out with it. So, hey, that comment is not without its merit. I mean, like I said, he's never been involved in anything like that personally, as far as I know, but they do coddle those molesters. So, well, I mean, I mean just from to what be I understand, he moved a lot of people around who was involved in that. Instead of disarming right. them or whatever you call the process of making them not priests anymore, you know what I mean? Right. Right. So I feel like that makes you just as guilty. If you harbor those that do the crime, aren't you also uh, a contributor to the crime in some way? Absolutely. You know, and and especially in the case of child crimes, I don't know how it is in Vatican City. Vatican City is its own city. You know, but in the U.S. That's why I always thought, I know I'm going a little bit off the rails here, but that's why I always thought that, like, the people who came forward, the Michael Jackson case, were full of shit because if you witness, if, you, if they really witnessed Michael Jackson molesting children and didn't say anything at that time, they would, they would have gone to jail because that is, that is an actual crime. 
if you see a crime being committed against a child, especially a sexual act, and you don't step forward, and they find out that you know and didn't say anything, you're guilty. You go to prison. So I, I agree with you on that. But, I mean, the Pope's beef with Trump stems more from climate change. You know, the Pope is a big believer in climate change, and Trump basically wants to pull out of the uh, the Paris Agreement, which would help uh, curb climate change. Matter of fact, at that G7 meeting when they were uh, – I forget who it was, was was talking, but they were talking in Italian. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it, when they showed the, 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 uh, the news media, everybody has their headphones on because they have a translator telling them what they're saying. And right. Trump looked like he, he looked like he was asleep, and he didn't even have his headphones on. So unless Trump learned how to speak Italian that we didn't know about, um, he, he didn't even give a shit. Like, he was just like, you know, this is just whatever to him, you know. And it kind of bleeds into my next point. As horrible as Trump is, right, who's warming up in the bullpen? Mike Pence. And if Pence goes down with Trump, who's next after that? Paul Ryan. So it's almost like mutually assured destruction. Like, if we get rid of Trump, somebody worse is waiting in the background. And if we get rid of that person, someone even worse than that. That's like saying, oh, you got Frankenstein? Get rid of Frankenstein? Yes, here's Freddy Krueger. Get rid of Freddy Krueger? Here's the, here's the devil. Mm. You know, because you figure these guys are more evil than Trump, and, they, and they're actual politicians. So they can push that stuff through. That's the dangerous right. part about Pence, and I mean, let, let's just face about Mike Pence. Mike Pence is a psychopath. Let's not get it twisted. Just because he's not running around the streets, you know, or or tweeting every second, doesn't mean that he's not a psychopath. He believe well. Okay, and this part is a little muddy about the whole thing with Mike Pence and gay conversion therapy. So gay conversion therapy is basically therapy that's meant to make someone who is gay, and then make them not. A lot of times it's basically just psychological stuff, but sometimes it gets physical. And there have been some cases where people got arrested for actually using uh, electroshock therapy to turn people uh, to try and turn people straight. And basically every medical organization that, I, that I've seen, they, uh, you know, they don't believe in it. Aside from the fact that it's cruel and inhumane. It doesn't work. That's the thing, you know. So they had a uh, – they called him out when he was president-elect about it. So to make a long story short, it was basically, you know, his people came out and defended him and saying that he doesn't believe in it, and they said that he believes – and this is from uh, New York Times. Uh, mm-hmm. They said that um, – Vice President-elect, he was the president-elect at that time, had been calling for federal funds to be directed to groups that promoted safe sexual practices. And he said it was a mischaracterization to see the statement as a reference to conversion therapy. But he declined to explain which organizations Mr. Pence had wanted to lose their federal funding or what Mr. Pence meant when he referred to groups that celebrate and encourage activity that spreads HIV. Gay and transgender groups see that language as a reference to their community. Right. He says mm-hmm. that is a very specific language. He said some might call it a dog whistle. This has been used for decades 
to very thinly cloak deep homophobic beliefs, particularly the phrase seeking to change their sexual behavior, which is code for conversion therapy, which we, all, which we know does not work. And then you have uh, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan's evil is as well documented. You can just see it in the bills that he writes. Now, you figure Paul Ryan is, what makes him extra disgusting to me is the fact that Paul Ryan was somebody who benefited from social programs. You know, his father died when he was a teenager, right? And I don't think his mom was, was, was a career woman at the time. So basically, they used uh, Social Security benefits to get by. Not only to get by, it also helped Paul Ryan go to school, right? Now, you figure these are programs that people pay into, so it's not like they just, gave, they just cut them a check. These are programs that they paid into and benefited from. And these are the types of programs that Paul Ryan wants to cut. So now that he's benefited from these programs, went to school because of these programs, became a, became a senator, now he wants to cut these programs from people that need them and can benefit from them. How disgusting is that? You know, right. It's like watching a movie where somebody's in the jungle and they cross a rope bridge and, and, and people come behind them, so what they do, they fought that knife, and they cut the bridge. <laughs> That's basically Paul Ryan cutting the bridges, you know. But the thing I've been hearing lately from a lot of left-wing pundits, a lot of progressive pundits, is basically that's the reason why we can't impeach Trump. Because if we impeach Trump, then, of course, we have, you know, Paul Ryan. And so it's, it's almost like a defense mechanism. But the problem is we can't keep Trump in office because it's not just about him being incompetent. It's about him being incompetent and being corrupt. Every day they're finding out more ties between the Trump, camp, uh, you know, the Trump organization and Russia. You know? And the problem is if you were, you were, when you were a kid, you ever have those books where we connect the dots? And like, I guess it's like, it like for the little kids, so the dots are numbered, right? And if you go to each number, it draws out something like a bunny rabbit or a dog or something like that. The problem is with this connected dots, there are so many dots, and they're all over the place. So it's just been taking a lot of time to get all these dots in the right order, you know. And, yeah, they would love to get Jared Kushner and, and you know, uh, Michael Flynn and everybody else, but they don't want to do like in the old mobster moves where they get all the capos and, you know, all the lieutenants and the big boss gets away. All right, all right, all right. Hold, 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 hold that thought. I'd like to give yep. a shout out to my, to my nephew, Evan Kagia. Happy birthday. That's <laughs> my little buddy. Turned 16 today. So. Uh oh, stay off them roads. <laughs> now, here, here's, here's another here's another angle about the whole Trump thing, right? They said that if we impeach Trump, it would embolden his base, so his base is going to come together. There's a flaw in that logic. Mm-hmm. They're already, mm-hmm. they're, already, they're already emboldened. They still support him. No matter what, an impeachment hearing is not going to make them any more emboldened to him. And they're seeing other sounds. Like, for instance, Fox News is sliding into the toilet. 
I mean, uh, they are third. Like in the cable news rankings, they are third for the first time in 17 years. So you figure maybe they go so maybe they go so far down that they are no longer exist. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great news? That would be fantastic news. But the problem is the damage has already been done, and I hate using that term, but it's true. Even Fox News would disappear tomorrow. What they've done to to news in general, not just cable news, but news altogether, that damage is going to last for generations. Because these people are no longer concerned about their own well-being. They're just concerned about defeating their enemy. And they see anybody who doesn't see their point of view as their enemy. You figure it like this, right? On, uh, I was on Real Clear, Real Clear Politics, right? And they basically just watch all the different polls and all the different, uh, you know, from all over the country and stuff like that, right? And then some of them get very specific, like if you want to find out how Bernie Sanders is doing or how Hillary Clinton is doing, right? So you figure on Wednesday, May 17th, right, uh, the Gallup poll for Trump for his, uh, his job approval was basically he was at 38%. So 38% approved and 57% disapproved. So it was a plus 19 on disapproved, right? So when he did the polls – uh, yesterday, so this is just after he came back from his trip, after his disastrous trip where he embarrassed America every day he was out there, right? His approval rating went up to 42%. So he jumped up four points even after that disaster, even after Angela Merkel came out and said, we can no longer rely on Donald Trump in the United States anymore. And he said the same thing about Britain because of Brexit. But after Trump, it was just like, I, I just can't. And even after that, his approval rating in Gallup went up four points. And his disapproval went from plus 19 down to plus 11. So you figure he, even though 42% is still shit, right? But you figure mm-hmm. after that disastrous trip, he went up in the polls. And the Gallup poll, you know, they do from all over the country. And you figure, for everybody else, you figure, for, uh, on, even, on the, even on the Fox News poll, and this is from, this, these are the uh, other polls are from May 24th. So this is during the trip, right? So you figure Fox News poll, his approval rating is 40%. And uh, Quinnipiac, if I'm pronouncing that right, it's, it's 37%. The Economist slash mm-hmm. UGA, 40%. Reuters, uh, Reuters, sorry, 37%. And you, but, you, but here's, here's the worst part, that as shitty as Trump is, Congress as a whole is seen as worse. In, in Reuters for, for congressional job approval, 23% approval, 64% disapprove. So that's a plus 41 on disapprove. In uh, Monmouth, 17% approval rating. 73% disapprove. In The Economist, YouGov, 13% approval rating for Congress, 65% disapprove. So this is not just Republicans or Democrats. This is all of Congress. So as shitty as Trump is, Congress is still worse. But the fact that he went up in the polls after that disastrous trip, you can't – there's just no way that 
an impeachment is going to embolden people any more than they already are to Donald Trump. They're in it until the end. That's why, you know, I used to always, you know, post stuff about Trump on Facebook and stuff like that. But now I'm just like, why? Why am I doing Why am I wasting my time? Why am I trying to beat a dead horse back to life? It's never going to happen, ever. These people are just lost causes. So what we need to concentrate on more is uniting our base. But that's not going to happen either because the Democrats, the establishment Democrats are too in love with their money. You have, you know, I've mentioned it before about Nancy Pelosi talking about we're not ready for single payer. Did you kidding me? I had two of my medications denied. One of them I need for my diabetes, and they denied it. So now I've got to go through the whole process again to try and get them to approve my medication. Because without my insurance, that medication costs hundreds of dollars. One of them is for, uh, you know, for something else. And granted, you know, I had to look it up, and I found that even without a prescription, it's like $30 over the counter, which is expensive, okay. but it's something I could actually afford, right? But this other medication that I take, uh, Traceba, it's basically, it's hundreds of dollars without insurance. So I can't afford it. And I know these people don't think, well, I just love jabbing myself in the stomach every morning. You know, it's, it's really not the case. I need this stuff. And they deny it because it's not part of their package. Like package, what is it, cable TV? What the fuck are you talking about package? So when I hear Nancy Pelosi talk about we're not ready for single payer, it really, really makes me angry. Not, not Justin Bieber's on the radio again angry. I mean, like, like strangling old lady angry. That old lady, Nancy Pelosi, I know that's not meant as a threat, but that's how mad I am when she talks that stuff. And that's why they're going to lose in 2018. And here's one thing I don't understand about the Republican side. Why are they still lying? Did you see the exchange between uh, Nick Moore? Why are you and- always lying? You always <laughs> lying. Why are you always lying? They're always lying. <laughs> Did you see the exchange between Bernie Sanders and I keep forgetting his first name. I'll just call him all day. I don't know why you ask me those questions. I do not watch the news at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to make a long story short, they had this exchange uh, where they were talking about the uh, the new budget, right? And Bernie Sanders was basically asking him, why do you feel the need to repeal the estate tax? Repealing the estate tax would the Walton family, you know, the Walmart folks, just that family alone, it would save them $53 billion, just that one family. So they felt so they were like, if you're gonna cut Medicaid by eight hundred billion and then give these rich people tax cuts, why do you feel the need to cut the estate tax? And in that one exchange, Bernie Sanders caught Mulvaney lying at least three times. One, he lied about cutting Medicaid. Then he lied about repealing the estate tax. So he said, Well, we're gonna roll back he then he says we're gonna minimize the estate tax and Bernie Sanders was like, No. You're going to repeal it. And then he, then he admitted, yo, yeah, we're going to repeal it. I think it's just their instinct to lie. But there's no reason for them to lie. None. Mm-hmm. Just come out and say, we're taking your benefits and we're giving it to our rich friends so that uh, 
once they make more money, they'll give us more money. That's all they got to say. Because here's the thing. Liberals aren't falling for that horse shit. And the Republicans are there for the long haul no matter what because I refuse to believe that they're that stupid. I refuse to believe that they're not Googling this shit. And I refuse to believe that they don't know that they're the ones who are getting hurt. Now, there are some instances of that. Like, for instance, the woman whose husband got deported, right? Her husband was an illegal immigrant. She was an immigrant herself, but she had her green card. Her husband was illegal, right? Okay. But he, um, he actually he ran a business that employed a lot of people. I think, like, I think he employed, like, 20 people, you know, and it wasn't like they didn't know who he was. He used to check in with immigration. So immigration knew who he was because he would check in with them on a regular basis, right? Okay. And here's the thing about uh, something I found out. You hear about people getting married to stay in the country, right? Marrying a U.S. citizen does not automatically make you a citizen. Marrying a U.S. citizen puts you on the fast track to get a green card and be here legally, but you don't automatically become a citizen. But because, I guess because he felt, hey, I'm checking in, they know who I am, he never really went to get his green card. So after Trump became president, he got caught up in a sweep. Now, here's the thing, and he got deported to Mexico. Now, here's the thing. His, his wife voted for Trump. Most of the people he worked with voted for Trump, and she was on TV like, well, I thought they were just going to deport the bad ones. No, in Trump's eyes, they're all the bad ones. So there are some people out there. In my there eyes, they're all bad ones. If you're here illegally, you're breaking the law. Fuck you. And, and while I do agree with you about that, I figure it like this, and not for legal immigration at all. Both of my parents, my father, well, my, when my mom passed, she was still a resident alien. She never took her citizenship. You know, my father is a naturalized American citizen. He took the test, had to memorize all that history shit, and, you know, got his little tiny flag, and he's an American citizen now, you know? Proud of him for that. Because there's a lot of people right now who couldn't pass that test, and they, and they, were, and they grew up here. I'd probably fail that test right now if I had to take it, you know? And my sister, uh, my oldest sister, became a citizen last year. You know, she's from Dominica, and she became a citizen last year. She passed the test, you know. So okay. it's, you know, but the thing is, it's a long road to take that test. So I understand the impatience. It took my father years just to be able to get into the country, and then 20 years after that to become a citizen. He came in the country in the late 60s. He didn't become an American citizen until the early 80s. So it, it took him a while, you know. It takes a while to get through the system. And looking at the system, it's a pretty streamlined system until you get to the quota. You know, if you have countries like Africa and Mexico, where a lot of people come over, right, mm-hmm. you're right. kind of put on, I wouldn't say the back burner. The way it's designed is the, they only allow a certain number of people into the country every year. And if you come from a country where a lot of people come over, they kind of put you on the waiting list. So we don't get a lot of people who come over here from Sweden looking, to, looking for a better life. So uh, when that quota comes up, 
their visas show up first. You know, if you're from Mexico, you're in a line. So it's not, it's not like there's a year where we don't take any Mexicans, but because there are so many trying to come over, it takes years. Man, I had this lady, I had this lady talking mad shit about the Mexican and the Mexican walks. I had um, posted something on my Facebook about, um, like, where's this place in, in um, Mexico and Texas, I believe, where it's just, like, mm-hmm. mad open. Like, you just you walk over, like, these little baby bushes, and you're in America. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy, like, how open that area was. And right. um, she just said, yeah, them fucking Mexicans shouldn't be coming over here, da, da, da. And I say, you know what, it's funny how you Euro-Americans always indicate that it's your country when you pillaged and stole this and manipulated it to get this land. This was originally 80% of that. I mean, all of Texas was once Mexico, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you're talking shit about a concept that you don't even readily understand that maybe they don't respect your borders because it was taken illegally. But... Here's the thing, though. And, no, what you are saying is is true. I mean, we beat them when we took their land, you know. And I say we because I'm an American. I got to take the good with the bad, you know. So You might be American, but Americans don't listen to you and say you're American. They say you're a fat nigga bitch. You know what? You know what? You but the, but the thing is, like when people talk about, and they probably swear you on crack too, because all black people are on crack. Matter of fact, I'm about to my drug choice is actually show. heroin, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid about the crack thing, of course. But um, <laughs> put it like this though, what you would say is true. Yeah, we you know we fought them for the land and we took it, right? So most of Texas, right. like all of Texas and, you know, New Mexico and all that stuff used to belong to Mexico. But the problem is all of Mexico uh, doesn't belong to Mexicans. Mexican culture didn't come about until, what, early 1800s, mid-1800s. Mexicans, mm-hmm. Mexicans are from Spain. And, no, and Mexicans I, I, are from Spain. Mexicans yeah. are from Mexicans. They're a blend no. of, they're, they're a blend no. of Me- Aztec, Me- Indians, and Spaniards. So they came the into existence is, about the 1600s, I believe, 1500s, right. maybe. Right. But, but, yeah. but their history is, is almost parallel with ours because when Cortez came over, right, they mm-hmm. basically killed off, I think the only ones who are still left, maybe there's some Mayans left, but the Aztecs and the Incans, they're all gone. I, I had to mess with somebody on Facebook, and when they said, when they talked about, you know, about Mexico, I was like, that you know, it's, it's Mexican land. I'm like, you know who would disagree with you? The Aztecs and the Incans. But they can't disagree with you because they're all dead. Because Cortez and his crew killed them all. They, they did just like, just like the Americans did to the Indians in, at, at Fort Pitt and other places. They gave them, uh, they purposely infected them with smallpox. Gave them smallpox infected blankets. And, it, you know, it was, it was pretty horrible. You know, mm-hmm. so so basically, Mexican culture as we know it didn't start until the 1800s, until Mexico won its independence from Spain. So their history is parallel with ours. So when people say it's Mexican land, yeah, that is true. But Mexican land wasn't always Mexican land. It belonged to the Aztecs, Incans, and the Mayans. 
And I think there are some Mayans left, but the Aztecs and the Incans are all dead. Because Cortez and his crew killed them all. So it's, it's not always so cut and dry, you know. Right, I got you. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I put it like this. When I was younger, I was a lot more, you know, pit bullish about illegal immigration. And yeah, I think I don't believe in illegal immigration, but I also do believe that we need to streamline our immigration policies. You know, so people, if people want to come over legally, it should be easier. One thing that jammed it up was September 11th, because after September 11th, that's when the FBI got involved with the process. Oh, I feel like yeah, they could come over. They could come over all day. Pay us a million dollars. You know, and the thing is. A lot of them get used as boogeymen. I think I told the story already, but my brother, uh, he lives in Georgia, sometimes goes to Florida for work, and a bridge version of the story, uh, the contract he's working for wanted him to stay in Florida at, at his apartment complexes. So basically, he would be paying him to stay there, and then he could work and have access to him. And my brother was like, I can't do that. I got a family, you know. I, I'm just, it's bad enough I got to come to the next state and work, but I got to go home to my family. And the guy told him, you know, he'd be ungrateful. He said, I could hire two Mexicans for what I'm paying you, you know. And they used them as boogeymen to say, well, if you won't do the work, I'll find someone who will do it and do it cheaper, you know. And sometimes yeah. they do cheaper because I, I'll put it like this. I worked a job. Most of the people who worked at a job were Haitian immigrants. And I remember quitting that job because they tried, to, they tried to treat me like those Haitian immigrants, and I was just like, I'm an American. Okay, I got fired. But <laughs> I got fired because I stood up for myself because they were trying to treat me like they were treating the Haitian immigrants. But I'm not ragging on the Haitian immigrants because one of the dudes, I never knew his real name. Everybody just called him Bobo, like, like the guy from uh, Raising the Sun. He showed me, his, uh, showed me his picture. He had eight kids. And his wife doesn't work because she's taking care of eight kids. So if Bobo loses his job, his kids literally starve. So they live off that money. So when they pour shit in his mouth, he's got to swallow it because he needs that job or his kids starve. I was 24 years old living at home. Did I give a fuck? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Fire me, I'm going to go home. Eat dinner and look for another job. Treat me like that? Fuck that shit. But they, the higher-ups, you know, the elite, they don't want immigration reform because they need to keep these people desperate so they can pay them less money and keep everything down. That's the thing. Because if these people become citizens, they're not going to work for, that, for those low wages anymore. That's because true. now they, you know, so they got to keep them desperate, which is why there's, because you figure if there's a problem and immigration reform will solve that problem, Let's have immigration reform. You're worried because they're not here legally? Let's give them, you know, let's help them become legal. But the higher-ups don't want that because they want to keep them desperate. So. But I know we got way off track, but that's okay. I think I got through everything I needed to say today. But um, what are your final thoughts, man? What do, you, what do you think about this Trump thing? Do you think it's okay to leave him in office, or do you think we need to get rid of him? Get rid of him, I say. Yeah. I say get rid of him because he's he's only gonna make things worse. 
you know, a lot of countries don't want to deal with this at, at is because he's the head of the U.S. Germany, didn't Germany just say it? They don't want to deal with us because, or yeah. they get we get the feeling that they don't want to deal with us because no, no, no. There, we're led there, by there's Trump? No, there's no feeling. She said that. She said, <laughs> okay. said that. She said it about uh, U.S. and about Britain because of, because of Brexit, that they can't rely on us anymore. See? Oh, man. He's just making things worse and worse. I mean... I mean, Congress doesn't see it. I mean, uh, uh, the the the. Uh, it's not that they don't see the, it. I believe it's the fact that a, it's almost like how Crips and Bloods. It's like when I used to be a Crip. Nah, I ain't allowed to still a Crip. Okay, when I used to gang bang really hard, you know, no matter what the homies did, no matter I was like, oh shit, that motherfucker fucking up. I still had to represent that flag. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like that. I don't know why people can't see. Yeah. Republicans and Democrats play out just like Crips and Bloods back in L.A. I'm telling you the fucking truth. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and you figure they're going to leave Trump in office or, and defend him until they get what they want. They want that uh, Obamacare appeal, and they want that uh, they want the Obamacare appeal, and they want that tax cut plan that he has. Because that tax cut plan that he has is everything the Koch brothers have ever wanted. So they're going to defend him until they get that. After they get that, he's as good as gone. But the thing is, if there was a the hearing right now, it would never, he, there wouldn't be enough votes. It wouldn't even make it out of, out of the House, much less the Senate, because unfortunately they need him. But if there was mm-hmm. anything that Pence would, would, would follow through, they'd probably get rid of Trump anyway. That's, that's how I feel. Much, mm-hmm. Every time people ask me, do I think Trump is going to get impeached, I say, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't even think he's gonna get impeached. That's that's how I feel, because he's he's already messed up, and he hasn't been in office a year yet, and he's doing yeah. all these mistakes and tweeting all this bullshit, and he's still in office. Nah, yeah. I don't think he's gonna. I think he's gonna um he's gonna do his full term until you know his time is up, and then that's it. That's it. I think the, I think the biggest person who'll go down is Jared Kushner, because the FBI already has their sights on him. I think he might go down. I, well, Flynn is definitely going to go to prison. And I think Jeff Sessions might, it, 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 at, the, at the best, be removed from his post. But I, I do think you're right. You know, unless they find a real smoking gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump's going to do his time, unfortunately. But he does need to be removed because he's just, he's just, he's killing us. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. is. But I think right. we got like and 30 I... seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen I think I've seen something on the internet where um some eighth graders didn't want to take a a picture with uh Paul Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I saw is that. that. Is that, that true? Was, yeah, there was like a hundred of them. So he okay. some people, some of the kids still took pictures with him, but there were a hundred kids who were like, I don't like his policies. I don't. I, I don't wow. want to be. They said I don't. I don't. I don't want to be, I, I can't talk today. I don't want to be associated with them. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. When I saw that, <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.